I'm Rachel. I'm Tristan. And welcome to the Nitty Gritty Podcast. Today is Monday, so that means it's another Marvel Monday. Today we'll be reviewing the second film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and that is, of course, the 2008 film The Incredible Hulk. So The Incredible Hulk is directed by Louis Littre and is written by Zach Penn, and it's starring Edward Norton as Bruce Banner, Liv Tyler as Betty Ross, Tim Roth as Emil Blonsky, William Hurt as General Thunderbolt Ross. All right, so here at uh, Nitty Gritty Reviews, we use a grid rating system to go through and talk about movies in a variety of different topics. We come up with a rating from zero to 10 for each of the 10 subcategories, maybe give it a little extra credit, come up with the final rating. Um, but before we jump into the grid, uh, I just wanted to get a little bit of a discussion going. Um, so I'll, just like with Iron Man, I'll ask you, uh, when was the first time you saw this movie or, or how many times had you seen it before today? I had seen it twice. I remember watching it once and then we watched it with a friend. That was the first time I had seen it. I didn't see it in theaters. I didn't. Oh, well, then that must have been the first time I saw it. Had you seen, did you see the, uh, I think it was 2003, the Ang Lee? That oh. one I did. Really? I've never seen that one either. What was your, um, what was your feeling of that one and going into this one? How, uh, uh tell well, me about it. I watched the, the, the Ang Lee version, which is why I, I think that's why I did not watch Iron Man or any other superhero movie. That was enough for me. Yeah, I uh, I haven't seen. Well, I just said that I haven't seen the Ang Lee one. I've heard it's very um, very artistic and uh, definitely a different, you know, very stylized, very different, both for compared with the MCU and just the superhero movies. And I mean, it's Ang Lee, so yeah. I guess that kind of gives me a general idea. Um, which is weird because I the few movies of, of his that I've seen I've really liked, but then I'm like Hulk really I just I can't quite wrap my head around it. Like I kind of want to see it and I just haven't mustered the haven't mustered the strength. Yeah, it, it takes a lot of willpower to watch a Hulk movie. I think like there's I don't know for me there's no enthusiasm for this. It's all willpower to to watch it. Hulk or at least has, to start it. Hulk has a really big fan base, though, because that was going to be my next question. Um, like, how much did you know about his character going? Like, did you ever watch the 60s or 70s, the, the Lou Ferrigno TV show or any of the cartoons? Did I, have... did, I did not. I don't remember watching any of that. But, like, I knew Lou Ferrigno was the guy and I knew the theme, actually. Like, I remember hearing the theme and seeing him walk around in his uh, orange or his, uh, sorry, his purple... Purple yeah. shorts. Yeah. Well, that's fair. I mean, that gets referenced yeah. constantly. I mean, there's even a, an episode of Community where I think it's uh, Jeff Winger is walking around. That's right. And, yeah, it's got that song. Ryan and... Seacrest. Yeah. Seacrest Hulk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, I don't ever remember watching it, like the live action or the cartoon, but yeah, I think I knew it just from osmosis. Probably yeah. I've seen so many Simpsons references that I, oh, yeah. I, I already know it all. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much my experience too. I, I never saw never saw the Lou Ferrigno show. I think I must have seen. Well, no, I don't even think I saw the cartoon in passing. I definitely saw like some Justice League cartoons and some X Men cartoons. I don't think the Hulk ever made an appearance in any of those. Um, so I really and I think maybe that's why I had such a hard time getting into the Hulk because um, it seems like maybe it's a franchise where like if you have a love for it as a child and then you go into it's like oh nostalgia. Like I'm wondering how much is is getting in touch with your inner child and, and right. you know, remembering. Because even, like, I loved Scooby-Doo as a kid. And I can still, as an adult, I can watch the live-action Scooby-Doo movies and still get a sense of nostalgia. Those movies are awful. <laughs> I mean, I'm getting off on a completely separate sidetrack, but I'm wondering if that's maybe part of it. Because, um, yeah, I just have a, a real hard time with the Hulk. 
um, in ways that I obviously don't with other Marvel movies, even though I didn't have that familiarity with those either. Right. So I'm wondering if there's just something about the character that, like, you don't get into it as a kid, it loses something. I don't Could know. Be. It probably, just from our, our tones and our comments so far, probably should go as no surprise that this is uh, not our favorite Marvel movie. That is um, correct. We'll definitely get into why. Um, well, I guess, I guess starting right now, should we just hop right into the grid? Go for it. All right. So the first category in the grid is going to be writing, plot, and genre. And I'm going to admit it was a little difficult for me to rate these categories because I kind of just kept zoning out. It really, I had a hard time. My, my attention was not kept. I, I kind of thought the same thing. I had a hard time with a lot of these categories just because I didn't have anything to say. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, uh, there's just there just didn't seem to be much to this movie. No, I mean, the plot structure seems fine, but then it's like when I take a step back and it's like, okay, well, what happened in this movie? It's not much. Right. Like, there's really... I mean, there is a plot. I'm not going to go so far to say there isn't a plot, but it's pretty thin. It's pretty much just an excuse for Bruce Banner to Hulk out or whatever. Like it's... Yeah, yeah. I guess Bruce Banner wanted to get this data so he could get the cure, and then like he got sidetracked with getting the girl, and then at the latter half, he got sidetracked by smashing a dude, and then mm -hmm. he never actually... Well, I guess he got the cure... Cure, in, in quotes, for those who can't see me. Um, but it wore off. So, like, what what was this? The whole thing was for nothing anyways. Yeah. I mean, it's really... I don't know, we'll get more into this with character, I guess. But, I mean, it was mostly his his journey of self-acceptance, I guess, and learning to, to control the Hulk and become a superhero instead of a villain. Like, I think that's what they were trying to get at, and there's there's a root of that Maybe there. that's what they were trying for, yeah. Yeah, but there's, there's really... Like, I think they really could have gone much, much farther with it and much more in-depth and, and, and made it something more... Certainly something more memorable, if nothing else. Because I think even for people who yeah. like this movie, I, I think a lot of people forget that it's even a part of the MCU. Especially because, I mean... A lot of this we'll get into with other categories, but yeah. obviously we have the, the recasting of Bruce Banner, which I think is a big reason why people forget that this is the MCU. Yeah. And and it's so early and I don't know, there's it but it just doesn't it doesn't have that same it's just forgettable, I think, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. One of the things I thought was really interesting was that the backstory happened during the opening credits. Yeah. Which is like the opposite of well, first of all, that's not how it's done in any other movie I can think of, but it's the opposite of like the Batman movies where every single Batman movie has the exact same origin story. Yeah. And I've seen it probably 10 times. Right. Whereas this one, it it shows it to you in in like clips while the opening credits are happening. Yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about like I appreciate that we didn't just get Oh, I mean, even without having seen the Ang Lee version, I'm like, well, yeah. I, I, I get the gist of it. I, I appreciate not having to sit through a boring origin story, but uh, not that all origin stories are boring, but his isn't that great. It's supposed to gamma radiation, now he turns into a Hulk. It's yeah. not that complicated. <laughs> uh -huh, so I, I do like that we didn't, um, you know, didn't go through that again. And yet it was so quick and so brushed to the side um, that it, I, I don't know. I wonder how many people actually noticed that was happening because it's 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 just like a clip show mm -hmm. with credits, and I don't know how many people in the audience were really paying that much attention, right? Or just and certainly, out. yeah, certainly from the very beginning, like it it takes a little while to be like, oh, this is oh, okay, 
I, I guess this is the origin. Yeah. Okay, then. Like, it, it's a little jarring. Was there anything that stood out as really good to you? I did like the, the character outer goals. It just seemed like, and this is true for pretty much every superhero movie, but there was definitely relatively clear goals. I mean, like like you were saying earlier, he wanted a cure and then wanted to get the girl. And it, it was a little, it definitely, well, we did talk about, we talked about Iron Man last week and we definitely talked about how the the outer goals within that movie were, were very fluid and, and changed pretty frequently throughout the movie, but in a very natural way. And with this one, uh, it wasn't really necessarily that the outer goals changed. He just, like you said, he kind of just got distracted. Yeah. Um, so definitely, definitely wasn't as fluid, which which was a little bit of a shame. How about you? What was your strongest point? Um, I, I don't think bad. there was. A, <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't that bad. Um, like there's nothing that was really really bad in this category for me, but the best was just adequate. Yeah. And. I don't know. I feel I feel weird saying that because I know a lot of people really worked hard on this. I guess, but I I don't know. It was it was adequate at best. It's actually pretty interesting. Within the uh, uh, I was uh, in some of the parts where I got a little bored. I did hop on Wikipedia and looked at some of the uh, facts. I guess about this movie and uh, with the script, it was uh, went through a lot of iterations. Yeah. And um, one of the biggest things was that when. Um, why do I keep Ed Norton? Edward. When Ed Norton um, got cast, part of his deal was that he would rewrite the script in an, in an effort to um, make it as different as possible from the Ang Lee version. And from his point of view, he rewrote it to the point that he's like, oh, I wrote this script. But apparently the Writers Guild disagreed because he doesn't even get a story by or any kind of writing yeah. credit. Um, so I don't know how much he actually wrote, but like he went to Comic-Con and said, I wrote this script and then... The guild was like, no, you didn't. So maybe that's um, why you should have writers writing your script. Yeah, has he written any? Like, is that because I know that was one of the big things as, as to why he was recast? Is he wanted more? At least this is what I've heard. I don't know what's actually true, but you know, he he wanted more creative control, and Marvel didn't want to give it to him, so he got the boot. I think he has done that before because I actually looked at the trivia on IMDb, and yeah. uh, that was. One of the trivia is that he rewrote a lot of the scripts, and I guess he's done that before. Hmm. I don't know if he's like completely rewritten scripts before, but he he likes to have more of a, a more of a say. And I guess okay. he also uh, directed some of his own scenes when the director was off doing another scene. Sure, that's normal. That was sarcasm if it didn't come through on the yeah. audio. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's just uh, how he does things. Huh. Interesting. I did think one of the, uh, probably the weakest point within the, the writing plot and genre category, which I think is really interesting, um, is going to be the, the genre. We spent a lot of time in Iron Man talking yeah. about how, you know, it's the transition period and, and starting to get, you know, superheroes in general as a more solidified genre. And, you know, Marvel in particular is, you know, almost its own subgenre within the genre of superhero movies. There's a lot going on. Um, but in a, like Iron Man felt far more solidified in a lot of ways to me than um than the whole like iron man it seemed like it was taking from other superhero movies but but doing something a little different with it and it felt like it was you know moving in the right direction whereas with the incredible hulk it really felt um just incredibly stereotypical there were a lot of cliche like even um things like when uh what's her name betty ross 
sees a glimpse of him and he runs into the alley and then she goes into the alley yeah. and she's like, oh, oh, I thought I saw him. Maybe I'm crazy. Yeah. Whatever. And I mean, it just like uh, that scene just made me want to watch Deadpool because there's the scene where they make fun of that trope in Deadpool. <laughs> and, yeah. and a lot of this movie, actually, I was like, I, I either want to just go watch Avengers because they handle the character of the Hulk much better in, yeah. in the ensemble movies. Um, or I just want to watch Deadpool because it's making fun of tropes that this movie is just doing without right. being self-aware of it. Um, so, so in that regard, I, I didn't think that the, the genre was handled very well. It just felt very one-dimensional, very stereotypical. And, and these things weren't even, I mean, they were cliches from other genres. I mean, the, like the alley thing that's been happening in movies for forever, right. but like, how can you make something so cliche that's not even like in a formalized genre yet. Like it's just like, how did they mess up so badly? <laughs> it was just, it just, yeah, that just sort of bland adequacy. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. There was uh, tropes like that, but even like the jokes were just kind of bland and not really there. And the romance too was, there was yeah. no chemistry. It just, the jokes and the romance reminded me a lot of uh, <laughs> Dark Matter like from physics, like when they look out at galaxies and stuff, because you can't detect dark matter directly, but you can tell that it's there, but you can't really see it, but you know it's there. And I kind of got that feeling like, yeah, there was a joke somewhere in there. I don't get it, and I'm yeah. not laughing, but I'm <laughs> yeah. pretty sure there was a joke in there. I could see that. There was a lot of that. Like, it just didn't feel like jokes, and it didn't feel like they even were romantically involved or anything. Their relationship was really weird. Um, I'll comment more on it in other categories, but I, I definitely agree. Um, but yeah, just the whole... And especially because, like, from, from what I was reading on Wikipedia, one of the big things that they were trying to do with this movie is, is have, like, a, a human side of the Hulk and make it more about... Bruce Banner and more about this romantic relationship and more about his his internal struggles of like well I just want to be like a man and a scientist or whatever and then I have this this yeah. demon inside and that really didn't like it like I said it comes across more in in the Avengers movies when he is really not even in it that much than yeah. it does in a movie where it's a whole solo movie with him in it like he has more of a of a arc and more of a I'm getting much more into character this is I like, we should probably move on to the next category soon but yeah, I guess that's all I have to say on that. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, is there anything else you wanted to add within the writing, plot, and genre category? No. All right, me neither. What was your total score for that? Uh, my total score for writing was 3.8 out of 10. It's pretty low, it but was, I don't... Uh, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. But like I said, the best I could say, the best subcategories met expectations. Yeah. And most of them were a little bit below. I gave it... I, it got a 5.0 on mine. It, it was pretty much exactly exactly it was exactly yes. what i expected for the most part all right so then that brings us to the next category which as i was saying before we've gotten a little bit into already but that's going to be the writing characters section one of the things that i did like but that i thought could have been a lot stronger is going to be the um character intermeans like i was saying like there's definitely the most of the plot is driven by his his inner need of of either accepting himself or, or well, I guess just accepting himself. His outer goal is to change himself, but his inner need is to accept himself. So I do, I like that idea and I like that concept. Um, they're synonyms, but, um, but it just, it fell really short. Um, so yeah. that, like, I, I didn't, you know, that's still one of the higher um, subcategories within this, but um, it just, it really could have, like, it should have been like an eight or nine and I got like a six because um, I just, 
it could have been better. Yeah, I know that was his inner need, but it it just didn't. I didn't see that very much, and it didn't. Does it matter? Did it matter at all? Did it make any difference? Did did in, anything? Anything was in the grand scheme of things. I would say it makes a difference because I mean we do see him. At the end, where he yeah. makes himself have have an incident, that sounds like he wet his pants or something. But like, he makes himself turn into the Hulk, and it's right. like, oh, you can tell he has control over it. Which I guess really, I, I mean, I personally don't care one way or the other. But it does play into the Avengers and, and right. his role in other movies. But I think, I mean, you could easily, and and I did go into Avengers without seeing the Hulk. Certainly, all of Phase One, aside from the Incredible Hulk, I had seen without missing anything. And then even most of phase two I saw and then like it really doesn't fill in any gaps. And, and there's even things like Betty Ross. She never, he never mentions her. There's never yeah. like, oh, I, I loved someone once and it ended badly. So now I like that's off the table. Like there's nothing's ever mentioned. The only that we get one in the first Avengers movie, there's one line where he says like, oh, I, I put a gun in my mouth and the, the other guy spit the bullet out. Or he says something like that. It's like. Technically, that is a reference to The Incredible Hulk, but it's a deleted scene. It's not even in the theatrical release. So, like, what difference does it even make? Yeah, there was an alternate. Before they recut it to have all the exposition in the the opening credits, they had an opening scene that was the Hulk going to the top of a mountain and shooting himself. And then when you hear the gunshot, then the Hulk, like, runs down the mountain. And that was the original opening of the movie. And then they changed it because they had to fit the exposition in somehow. Um, I'll get more into that in editing. But um, So, yeah, the only reference we get to anything that happened in this movie only happened for people who bought the DVD and happened to see that extra... Like, it's it's not even... Like, is that even in canon if it's a deleted thing? Like... (laughs) I think the general, or whatever he is is in like one brief scene in the Avengers or something. Does he come back? I think so. But other than that, okay. there's nothing nothing happens from this movie. And there's even, no nothing. None even, of the characters, even the 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 kooky stoner guy, scientist guy. Um, oh yeah, they set him up to yeah. be um I had to look this up so I'm not familiar with with the Hulk characters, but there's a villain, the leader, he calls himself. Very sure. very creative names in the Hulk series. But, like, they were setting him up. Like, that's who that character was. Like, that was his, his identity before he became that. And then, like, like that, they were setting that up. And, and they did. I mean, to be fair, they were intending to make a sequel when they first made that. Like, they had every intention to make a Hulk 2. And then, you know, they lost Ed Norton. And then Mark Ruffalo was really popular, but more so in an ensemble. And it's just, it's, there's a yeah. lot of different reasons why we haven't seen a sequel. But, yeah, so nothing really that we see in this movie matters in the grand scheme of things and even we get was there even i walked away before the end credits was there an end credit scene nope okay. there was like a before the credit scene yeah there was a scene with tony stark which even that like it has him going to the colonel general I don't the, know. the dad uh he goes to him and he's like you know papa, papa army <laughs> yeah him and uh and he's like oh like there's there's an initiative we're getting people together and it's like in later movies, Tony Stark has no interest in this. He has to be like forced in to the Avengers because he doesn't want anything to do with it. Like, why yeah. was he like even that moment where we have a character that's like, oh, hey, cool. Like that was it was it had to have been like an after fact of like, oh, we can pull this into the MCU. Let's let's figure because originally it was supposed to be a, a, a loose sequel, whatever that means hmm. to the Ang Lee one. And it was going to be universal. It wasn't going to be the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And then hmm. 
Universal waited too long and lost their contract. So Marvel picked it up and then they were like, okay, let's fit it in. We can make this work. So it was like an afterthought to make it an MCU movie, which is probably why it doesn't seem to have much importance. Like it really just got that character so they could put him in Avengers, you know? So in that way, it serves its purpose just fine. I don't know, like even that end scene, it was like... You couldn't get Samuel L. Jackson, that would have made so much more sense. That would have. Was there anything that uh, stood out as really good or really bad for acting and, or sorry, for characters? For characters? Um, I mean, nothing that we haven't really talked about already. I thought the weakest point was the character arcs. I mean, like we said, like there, there was something there where it's like, oh, he has to go from wanting to get rid of the Hulk to embracing the Hulk, but it was yeah. just. I mean, Technically, we had, in the last five seconds, he changed his mind, I guess. Exactly, yeah. We have a point A and we have a point B, but there's not really an arc connecting the two. <laughs> no. Like, I don't, I don't know what shape it would be that connects the two. It's like a straight line that then, like, jumps in the last five seconds. Yeah. yeah I, I don't know what that is. Yeah, so so I thought that the character arcs were probably the weakest within the, the writing characters. It just... Like there, it just seemed like nothing, nothing of any importance happened. Like yeah. even within the grand scheme of the MCU, because like even with like like the the love story should have been the most important part of the story, and then it's like we never even hear the name Betty Ross again. Like she just at least right. I don't think we do. Certainly in in no memorable scenes, if we do, like it's just yeah. okay. I guess he just I guess that didn't work out. Yeah, one of the things I did like about his character. Um, was that he was, like, obsessed with this Hulk situation. Uh, like, he was taking the, I'm guessing, Brazilian jiu-jitsu lessons and, like, learning how to breathe. And he had that watch that was always beeping. And, and yeah. uh, he even had carry super glue with himself to <laughs> super glue himself. So, like, I did like that he was, like, really obsessed with this. Yeah. I thought they did a decent job with, with making the characters likable. That's probably one of the yeah. stronger points. That and the, the inner need, um, which would, was underdeveloped, but it was there. Right. Um, but I did think, I mean, he was a fairly likable character and, and you want things to go well for him. I didn't really think anyone else was very likable. I couldn't stand Betty Ross. Um, I, I already forgot her. I don't, I don't remember her. I just watched yeah. this movie. Just finished 20 minutes ago and I already, yeah bland yeah all right well is there anything else you would like to add for the writing characters category um nope okay so my my overall score is very similar to the writing plot and genre i gave it a 4.5 out of 10 it was pretty meh yeah i uh got the same score 3.8 all right it's all threes and fives seems about right (laughs) below expectations All right, so that's going to bring us to the next category of the grid, which is going to be acting and casting. Um, this one I thought was was better than some of the other categories. I did mm-hmm. really like Ed Norton. Um, I keep calling him Ed, like we're friends. Edward <laughs> Norton. Um, like I thought, I thought he did a really good job of. But I don't know. I say that, and then I'm like, but I still just didn't care. And and I I don't know how much of that is the writing and how much. I think it's mostly the writing though. Like, I, cause he did a yeah. good job. Like he's, I mean, he's a great actor. I like. But him he and also wrote it. <laughs> That's the That's thing. True. <laughs> is it acting or is it writing? Well, the actor did the writing, so. <laughs> true. I don't know. I thought he did fine, but I, like I was saying with the with the last category, I I could not stand Liv Tyler as as, and I I've seen her in other things, and when I when we first started watching the movie, I was like, oh yeah, I forgot she's in this. I really like her. And then once we started watching it, I was like, is she like this in everything she's in? How long has it been since I've seen her in something? Because this is bad. 
She's like whisper talks the entire yeah, time. Yeah, it's like she's and... she's trying to do like a, a Jackie Kennedy or something. Like, <laughs> here's your towels. <laughs> Good night. I'll see you later. It's so weird. And, and I guess yeah. that's her thing. I mean, well, you've seen, I mean, I've seen it too, but I didn't. I, left no impact on me um lord of the rings yeah. does she have that same i think so but she's like this well, she's like a fairy right she's, you just elf? annoyed she everyone elf? yeah she's like an elf okay. princess royalty okay. which would kind of make sense to sound like <laughs> yeah uh, jackie but it, it it's it it worked in that movie in this yeah, movie it was, it's just it kind was... of weird and it was so, there were just so many awkward moments, like that scene, I don't know what she was, she was bringing him clothes or something, or maybe it was a towel, and she's just like awkwardly standing in the doorway, and they're just like, like it didn't seem like sexual tension, it seemed like they wanted to hit each other, and were like restraining themselves, like it was so awkward, and they're just, and I mean it was supposed to be like, oh they're estranged lovers and they haven't seen each other in a long time, and he's got this dark past, and they have to keep their, like that was the intent, but it just came across as like yeah. taking everything I have not to yell and hit you right now. So let's just stand here awkwardly like statues and whisper talk and whatever. Like it was just just yeah. the there was no like you said no chemistry. It was it was awkward and and unmemorable. Like, I mean, like you said, like now that the movie's over, it's like like what scenes were they even yeah. in together? I remember that awkward scene and the weird cave scene where Hulk was afraid of a thunderstorm. Like, what was that? <laughs> Threw a rock at it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it was. I I have nothing at all, nothing of interest to say about this category. Did you think, was there anything, uh, I'll, I'll take your question and turn it back on you, anything that you thought was good? Threes and fives for every subcategory. Even Ed Norton, he didn't get any extra points? No, he was all right. I've seen him in a few other things. Like, he was really good in uh, Fight Club. Fight Club, I yeah. I really liked that. Classic. And that, that was like an action-y movie. Yeah. And it was thoughtful and he played like a boring business dude so like he can do interesting things and be in interesting movies i just didn't i don't know why but it just didn't yeah and, and it's hard to say how much of it is like that specific thing like that specific acting or just overall this movie is so bland that, yeah. it, that it just sort of colors my opinion of everything else yeah and even, I mean, even a lot of things like with the casting just seemed off, like, like Ty Burrell is a serious, like, military <laughs> guy. Like, and I feel like I've seen him play serious roles before. Like, obviously, I, I know him most from Modern Family, which had not come out at this point. Right. Actually, now that I'm thinking, well, maybe it. That yeah, show's been on for like 20 years or something. <laughs> it sure seems like it. Maybe it had been on. I don't know. But, I, I mean, that's that's true. He, he does play someone kind of goofy, but then... The uh the goofy scientist, uh, Mr. Blue or whatever, he plays a character on Kimmy Schmidt, which is like yeah. over the top absurd goofy as well. So it's yeah. like all of these people have gone on to do comedy. things that yeah, comedy. Yeah. Like things that are not at all how they're portrayed here. Right. And I almost wonder, like, because this is I just now thought of this actually, like because this is an earlier comic book movie, if it was like because there was definitely like I remember when comic book movies first started to get really big and there was this very like like oh comic books are for like kids and especially like young boys like right. like it wasn't even like the P even though they were all rated PG thirteen like it was just this idea of, like oh like ten to twelve year old boys is the ideal audience and and luckily that's not like the studios didn't go with that they knew better but I think right. I think a lot of people 
you know, when it was first coming to the forefront or whatever, like, like, I think that was the idea. So maybe like casting more, more silly or more comedic actors was a way of making it feel almost cartoony or, or yeah, I don't know. But it didn't even have any like, like childish jokes or anything like uh, no iron man one had like some goofy scenes and like some slapstick comedy and but this didn't even have that so no. I, maybe they were going for that but then like totally failed yeah <laughs> i don't know i'm not sure yeah it definitely does not have the the hallmark marvel humor which i really think yeah i think that I, takes a while for I, it to yeah i really think that came with with avengers and with joss whedon i think he helped a lot with the yeah getting the right balance of action and humor um but we'll see it's been a long time since i've seen iron man 2 i think i'm losing get like there's there's still a lot in phase one so maybe it comes in more subtly than i am remembering um but yeah that, but even but, i mean like you said iron man 1 had a lot more of those like comedic moments that weren't quite what we're used to like they were still a little sillier or at least a little more like physical comedy as opposed to like right. one-liners and this it just it just felt awkward like wait was that was that a joke did i just miss something yeah that's that's exactly what i thought like like with dark matter yeah. can't detect it directly <laughs> yeah but we're pretty sure it's there right like even the scene where like he was afraid of the thunderstorm and i'm like is this supposed to be funny <laughs> Or is this just like like a sweet moment? Because like there was no chemistry. I didn't laugh. But it seemed like it was really trying to be like a sweet but also comedic like romantic moment between them. And I'm just like, maybe not romantic because he was the Hulk. Yeah. But, you know, the chemistry was supposed sure. to be there, I think. But then he threw a rock at, a th at, at lightning. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's weird. Anyway, I feel like that was backtracking back to writing. I don't remember how we got onto that topic, but... Um, yeah, I thought everything was pretty mediocre. I thought some of the like the more like face acting, the facial expressions and things like that, um, I thought was pretty decent. I mean, even Liv Tyler, who I didn't really love in yeah. this movie, had had some decent reaction shots. She's pretty good at crying. Yeah, she's definitely got that down. So. Crying and whispering. Crying and whispering. So I mean, yeah, like I thought that was pretty decent, but everything else. Um, was pretty average, and and then with the the lowest score being with with the casting for the secondary characters, just because it it seemed so like like they were casting a, a kids movie or something or or, or comedy yeah. or like it just seems like they didn't quite know what kind of movie they were making, which I, which I think is pretty much what happened. <laughs> but yeah, I guess that's I guess that's about all I have to say about um acting and casting. Anything you want to add? Any strengths, weaknesses? No strengths, no weaknesses. All right, so what was your total for acting and casting then? You're not going to believe it. 3.8. It's uh, seeing a trend. That's the, that's the third one in a row. <laughs> All 3.8. All right. Uh, I gave it a 5.1. So pretty much same as, as the others. Meet my expectations. Nothing yeah. great. So for cinematography and lighting. I, I don't really have a lot to say about this category. I did think... Um, sorry, I just had to double check my scores really quick. Yeah, it's... it's the strongest category I think that I gave anything. Um, so I mean, everything everything looked good. Everything met my expectations for what what a big budget Hollywood movie should look like. Um, I mean, I thought everything looked good. It was another um, again. I think this is I talked about this a lot in Iron Man, so I'm not gonna really rehash it. And, and I it's not even lighting, but I don't know where else to talk about it. But it was definitely it had that film look. It was filmed on 35 millimeter film instead of digital, which 
isn't really a pro or a con, it isn't really related to lighting, but um, it is something that I notice and something that sets it apart from, from most other Marvel movies. So that was interesting. And I mean, I, I thought everything looked nice. It just, meh. I don't have nothing really to talk about, but it was one of the stronger categories. Yeah, uh, same for me. This is the strongest category for me as well. I don't really have anything to say other than I did notice a few times, like, uh, or a few things. One is that uh, when we first see the Hulk, we don't see him all at once. We see like little glimpses here and there, and it's sort of like a, I don't know, like I guess that's scary in its own way is that we don't see him. And yeah. then when we do, he's kind of stepping out of the shadows and pretty classic standard stuff. Yeah. The parts that should be shadows were shadows, and the parts that should be lit were lit. Yeah. That's about all I got to say yeah, for cinematography and lighting. That sounds about right. I did like the, yeah, like coming out of the shadows. It was similar to Iron Man in that way. Um, there, Except there. it was badass when Iron Man did it. Well, yeah. I don't know why. Writing. I think it's all just writing. <laughs> I think part of it is that Hulk is just... To me, a very boring character. Yeah, well, like, he has he no... He smashes things. He That's it. No... That's his whole deal. Exactly. He has no agency because once he turns into the Hulk, it's just destroy. Like, it's not a choice yeah. that he's making. It's not... Which I think is is why he his character gets so much better in, in later Marvel movies is because they start like, oh, he yeah, he can just kind of control it now. <laughs> it's kind of like, okay, I'll, I'll go with it. And, and they give yeah. him more character and there's more of a like... Oh, here's the Hulk's personality in it. He has moods. It's not just angry, like, and then you have, I don't know, it, it definitely, you know, we'll talk about it much more when we get into Avengers, obviously. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just, just the fact that his character can be so much more developed in a movie where he's barely in it. Where he is, a, yeah, and he is a character as well. Whereas, yeah. like, in this, he's, like you said, he has no agency. He's just... Yeah. Sorry, that's not cinematography or lighting related. No, it's all good. It's uh, it's never too late to go back until we yeah. give our final scores. <laughs> all right, so is there, I mean, it sounds like neither of us really have too much to say about lighting. Is there anything you wanted to add or just everything looked good? It was there. It was serviceable, to yeah. use your word. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much my feelings, too. I gave it a, a 6.4 out of 10, which does exceed my expectations. You know, I thought it looked nice, and, and I thought it did a good job of... of you know, setting mood, looking good. Like, I, it, it exceeded my expectations for, for what I remember this movie was and for action movies in general. Um, just nothing really to say. Yeah, I uh, got a 5.0 for me. All right. And that's your strongest point yeah, or your strongest category? That is correct. Wow. All right, so that's going to bring us to the next category, which is cinematography camera work. Um, and this one, usually I have a lot to say in this category. Um, I certainly had a lot to say with Iron Man in this category. Um, and this one, like lighting, um, everything looked good. It was fine. <laughs> like, I just, yep. I just, I'm at a loss for what to say specifically about anything, when like good or bad. It just, it was fine. Yeah, that's pretty much what I think. Um, I actually rated it a little bit lower because of that, because for a comic book movie or for a Marvel movie, I expect to have a few memorable scenes, like a few memorable visuals. Like that's, that, that seems like it's part of that genre like you have to have that it'd be like having a film noir that's all like with no smoky rooms and, and no like detective standing in Blade the doorway Runner 2049 <laughs> i guess <laughs> movie's not a noir everybody says it is anyway sorry totally off the wall side yeah um but yeah i i expect <laughs> to see some mise-en-scene i guess yeah like some really powerful visuals that i can yeah. remember for years to come 
So that I actually sense. docked it a little bit for that. It 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 was perfectly bland and adequate, but you have to have more than that for this kind of movie. That's a good point. I might actually lower some of my scores, or at least mise en scene. Um, and that's interesting that you say that because in in one of the things I was reading on my uh, Wikipedia browsing was uh, that the director, when he was like, I don't know, if, I don't remember if he was storyboarding or if it was just a part of his preparation, but he took like panels from the whole comic books and like pinned it up on his wall and had like hundreds of them that apparently he recreated like throughout the movie yeah but it sure didn't feel like i don't know and i mean there's a balance too because like you know man of steel had a lot of those moments and it was so over the top and it's like okay yes this movie look like that movie for as much as i dislike it would score a lot higher than the Incredible Hulk on this grid, I'm sure. Yeah. Because it looks amazing. Like from a technical standpoint, that movie is beautiful. Like I'll I'll say oh, it. yeah. it's it's beautiful. But man, from a storytelling point of view, it's like we get it. It's a comic book movie. Like, yeah, I've seen that cover too. Come on. Right. So I mean there's a there's a balance, but for for as many shots as he allegedly recreated, and, and I mean, maybe the Hulk just isn't as cinematic of a comic book as some of the others, because I mean I've yeah, I've never be. I don't think I've read a single I don't even think I've read a single comic book where Hulk has appeared, let alone, you know, I certainly haven't read just a Hulk comic book. Um, I just I just have no interest in the character, um, which is probably a shame because I'm sure there are some interesting things you can do with him. And I'm sure there's there's some really well-written ones out there. Maybe I'll add that to my reading list for the future. Um, and I lost my train of thought. Oh, yeah, the, but the visuals. Um, so, yeah, so I don't know where those shots were because it sure didn't... Yeah, I think maybe some of the... Some of the fight scenes, like especially in the end, but I was so bored. I it, it's one of those things where I just totally zoned out for yeah. for most of those fight scenes. So any any cool imagery lost because uh, it was just all action and nothing else. I think him saying Hulk smash was the best. That was like yeah. the highlight. Yeah. How did you feel? I forgot to ask this in uh, the acting and casting. How did you feel about the fact that the Hulk's voice was Lou Ferrigno? Um. Because I don't know. Because I think it's weird that it wasn't Ed Norton. I think it would be weird if it was Ed Norton. Even if they, like, modulated the voice or whatever. That's a well, word people use for yeah. audio, right? Uh, but, I, it's a different character. I think it makes sense to have a different voice. I and, suppose. like, a deeper yeah. voice. A, I don't know. That didn't really bother me. All right. Well, that was um a little bit of a side rant. All right. So I made a quick adjustment and lowered it a little bit from what I had originally given it. Um, because I do agree with you with what you were saying about, you know, there should be some stylization and some memorability um, with, with particular with mise-en-scene and things like that. Um, so I went ahead and lowered it a little bit and, and the total score came out to a 5.4 out of 10, which which still meets expectations and is still, um, still one of the higher for sure um, within this movie. But nothing nothing really great so mine was a 4.2 which technically meets expectations but this did not meet expectations so i lowered the overall camera work lowered it a bit and now it has (laughs) 3.8 sure that makes sense all right so that's going to bring us to uh, the next category which is editing and special effects and i actually have quite a bit to say about this category mostly based on what i was reading off of wikipedia I was wondering if you want to take the lead so I don't just take over the whole category. Um, editing and special effects, I don't have that much to say other than the CGI looks a little dated. Um, 
A lot of it looks like if a, uh, a fighting game came out on the PS4, it might look like this. Oh yeah, it was very video gamey. Yeah, um, especially the boss battle at the ends. Yeah, um, it's more of a cartoon than a live action movie at that point. Yeah. Like, it was just all CG. Like even the buildings didn't look very good, some of them, which, I mean, buildings are not that difficult to model. So I'd, I'd really don't have that much to say about editing or special effects other than that, which I try not to, har- to, to grade too harshly because, you know, animating people is very, very difficult, especially when it's all so many close-ups. And, and although his hair did really bother me, it just... That was one of the things of like I was going to... Like a mopey teenager. Yeah, I also thought that the special effects... I, I felt very similarly, but I, I didn't, you know, dock it too much because I try to look at it from a point of view of like, well, did they do the best with what they had at the time? And and I think they did for the most part. Um, I do think it's interesting. They originally had planned to um, build animatronic versions of of the Hulk to use not not all the time but like I think especially for the face and and for certain movements Could be interesting. um which I think would have turned out well, potentially could have turned out a lot better um and in the end they decided it was going to be um and, and again this kind of goes back to doing the best with, with what they had technologically available they decided it was going to be too difficult um translated probably expensive to <laughs> uh you know go back and forth between animatronics and then adding the cg effects in post but i do think that's kind of unfortunate because because we've mentioned that in iron man where i'm like i think part of why the the special effects hold up fairly well is because there were practical effects in there like a lot of those suits were suits um, right. or at least bits and pieces here and there um so so that was a little bit of a shame but then again it also could have looked like i don't know bad what's an example of a bad puppet yeah you know it could have had um not a great effect um so like sesame street hole (laughs) but yeah so it could have gone either way Uh, but then what you were saying about the hair i do think this is interesting um they had originally intended to give him more of like a a crew cut or like a close cut haircut and then they decided that the floppy hair gave him more personality but I agree with you. Like, first of all, <laughs> not I think the it, personality they want. I think no, like I, it makes him look like a South Park character or something. Like he <laughs> just looks silly. And then second of all, like it's so much hard. Like hair is one of the hardest things I've heard. Obviously, I've never done it, but I've heard hair is one of the hardest things to animate. So then to give him the floppy hair that's always moving when he's constantly fighting, like that just seems. I mean, obviously, hair moves when it's short too, but not in the same way. Like just yeah. give him a. And then also, I guess my third point with the hair. And I, this maybe this goes back to the voice, and it's just completely irrelevant. And I'm nitpicking, but why wouldn't he just have the same hair as Bruce Banner? Why would his hair change? I mean, I guess that's maybe that's just a silly question. I don't know. But regardless of the answer to that, um, I think we both agree that the hair design was pretty silly. It was distracting. It was. Um, yeah, I guess I don't have anything else to add, but um, yeah. So the special effects, I think for the most part, they did the best with what they had. Hair was stupid. Kind of wish they had had some practical effects, in there. some practical effects in there. Um, so that's kind of my take on special effects. And then the other big point that I wanted to talk about real quick within um, just kind of overall editing and, and maybe a little bit of storytelling with editing um, goes back to that opening montage, which I know we already talked about, so I won't go too much into it. But I guess originally they had had um, like I don't know thirty minutes or so of his origin story interspersed in in flashbacks throughout the movie so you get you know five minutes in here five minutes in there 
and then they showed it to a test audience and they're like we already saw this in in 2003 with Ang Lee's movie and they just didn't care um so then they're like okay let's let's scrap the original opening scene we had let's just make this the opening credits and and bam so they took like 30 minutes cut it down played it over put it over the credits um so I wanted to to ask the question of do you think that that um, that helped the story or do you think it would have been a better story if we had seen some of those origin stories even though it would be um, essentially replicating what what some audiences not me <laughs> had already yeah. seen well I mean I never really followed comic books or anything and I didn't know about the Hulk and yet I knew his origin story just because I live here in the United States yeah so I, I think you could get away with doing very little yeah. You know, he's a mad scientist, experiment, gamma rays, Hulk. There you go. Yeah. But that You could do that. You could just have me say that <laughs> sitting in front of a camera. There you go. There you Here's go. Here's the movie. Fair enough. I don't think you need 30 minutes. All right. Do you think it would have been better, um, just throwing out random hypotheticals then, like if they had had uh, maybe halfway through the movie flashback to just have like a five minute scene? Or do you think just having just opening credits? Like, do you think that was the best possible way they to do it? They did flashback. They flashed back, I don't remember when it was in the movie, but they flashed back to the scene where he's sitting in the chair and Liv Tyler is on the other side of the oh, glass. Oh, well, just for like two seconds. Yeah. And they showed that same, that exact same clip in the they did. opening credits. It was just so, I think that they just showed it again so that we could see like, look how playful and charming he was back then and the Hulk changed him. He doesn't wink anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was just like reiterating. I, I have no idea uh, why they did that. It was, it seemed kind of weird because like you said, we already saw that yeah. and they already decided that we're going to skip the origin story. We're not going to yeah. waste time with that. So I don't know if they, if it would have, I don't think it would have been better. Um, they didn't need it. And, and something that I noticed as well is that they, I don't think they had any montages. which they count the opening credits, but yeah. Yeah, which they relied a lot on yeah. in Iron Man, but they had no montages. That's a plus. Yeah. <laughs> Extra credit, no montages. <laughs> <laughs> how did you feel about, uh, just one more quick thing about editing. Um, how did you feel about the, the pace of the movie overall? Um, it was all right. I think that the love story just... There wasn't enough chemistry or something, so every single one of those scenes just felt like it was a little long and just didn't have enough energy or something. Yeah, when they got repetitive, because I think because there was no energy, yeah. so we just kind of, it's like I think at one point like we'd gone from that awkward scene I was talking about where like she gives them the towels and they're just like standing in a doorway. And then, like, the very next scene, they're just standing and being awkward again. And you're like, didn't we just see this scene? Yeah. Like, it was just I, a lot I think of... there were a lot of, like, 30, 40-second scenes where it's, it's like, we've already seen that. Yeah. Maybe they should have just done a montage. Yeah. Maybe that would have been better. I don't know. But it, it felt like they focused too much on that, and there just wasn't anything to focus on. Yeah. That's my Fair take. Enough. All right. I thought the pace was fine. I was just curious. I mean, I did think there were definitely times when I, it lost my interest, but I don't think it was the pace's fault. It was more the the writing. Like, it was the pacing, but within writing, not editing. Like, it was just action scenes happening, and I'm like, I don't really care who wins or who loses, and I don't really care what, ha like... This, oh, yeah, the, the fight I, scene. Yeah, like, especially very... at the end, it's just like, I have no stake in this. Like, why do I care? <laughs> like, yeah. I, I don't care is the answer, but... So I was just wondering if that played a part in, in pace for you at all, because I, I still gave it a, a five out of ten for pace. 
um, even though I was a little bored throughout, because um, I thought it was mostly the writing instead yeah. of the editing. But it probably could have been, those fight scenes probably could have been cut down. Anyway. Yeah, the, the one at the end, definitely. And something that kind of bothered me about that, the ending one, I don't know if it bothered, I don't know if that's the right word, but something that stood out is, I don't know why Hulk was able to defeat the other guy. The other guy was stronger and faster and smarter, and, like, usually it's, you know, the, the good guy outsmarts the bad guy. Or, right relies on friendship and teamwork or or something or some sort of clue that was placed earlier on in the story or some sort of fatal flaw or weakness but i for some reason hulk was stronger i guess i don't know there there was no i kind of i'll be honest uh, i i zoned out and didn't even realize like what was happening and then all of a sudden like i snapped back in when uh betty ross is like no don't i'm like wait what's happening what is she telling him not to do Oh, he's like, got him in a headlock and is going to kill him. And for some reason, she wants him to stop. Okay. Yeah. I'm up. <laughs> like, that was weird, too. Like, did, yeah. are you not paying attention? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, is there anything else you wanted to add about editing and special effects? No, nothing to add. <laughs> uh, me neither. My total for editing was a 4.0, the lowest so far. Wow. It's almost as low as most of my categories. <laughs> yeah, true. Very I, true. I gave it a 4.6. All right, so that brings us to our next category, which is going to be sound. Um, and this one, um, I don't think I have too much to say about it, but I think you might have some some strong feelings based on a comment you made. I do. All right, do you want to lead us in? Sure. One thing I noticed is that there were no songs at all in this movie. Yeah. Not a there single was, one. Yeah. Even the score was was largely absent, it seemed. And, yeah. and definitely, I mean, there's no soundtrack. There just isn't. Yeah, there was no... Well, I'll get back to that. There was no songs, not even like background songs, like on a radio or something. Yeah. Like, there was just nothing. I did like um, I did like the, what do they call it, the Lonely Song, or what is it? The, yeah. The, the, the original Hulk theme song. I thought that was actually used. Um, that was a nice treat. Yeah, it, it was used effectively, and it could have been a much cheesier moment. And I think maybe they were trying for it. Like, I couldn't even, I thought it was one of those humor things where I was like, is this trying to be funny? Because usually, right. like, so far removed from the TV show, because, like, I've never seen the TV show, and I've only ever seen that song used, like, in Family Guy or The Simpsons or, I want to say, Arrested Development maybe used it once, Community, like all these comedies yeah. that are like parodying it. So when I, like, it's hard for me not to be like, oh, is this like a little tongue-in-cheek joke or are we like really supposed to feel bad for it? Yeah, I wasn't sure if it was uh, like a spoof or like a wink, like a nod to yeah. the audience. Like, hey, remember when you saw this show? Yeah. We remember I think, it too. I think it was mostly that, um, which yeah. is fine, but... And then I started off this kind of being like, I really liked when they did that. And now I'm like, it was fine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But that was was pretty much the most notable thing with the music that I heard. Yeah. So, yeah, I remember that. And I noticed that that was pretty neat. Nice. I like that. Appreciated that. Uh, There was no songs that stood out. Uh, The score itself, nothing stood out to me. There was no, like inspirational music like nothing really cool or badass or awesome there i didn't notice any like theme that they repeated throughout it no it felt like they had like generic sad music generic romance music generic fight music and then they just sort of almost like the person filmed or uh, recorded this music with no idea what the script was and without seeing it like they were just told like go and record this and, and come back tuesday that's actually, it's interesting that you say that because one of the um, people who have very strong opinions one way or the other on this theory, uh, people who are into music more than I am, but um, as far as music scores goes, it's getting 
much more popular with the advent of like digital scores to use what's called temp tracks. So they'll do, they'll do that. They'll play, they'll get stock music or music from another movie that they don't have the rights to or whatever and put it in in post and then give it to the composer and be like, just make something that sounds kind of like this. So then they do, right. and then and a lot of people say that that's why um, that's why the the Marvel Cinematic Universe has no identifying themes is because perhaps they've relied too much on these temp tracks and everything just sounds familiar and like something we've heard before. Um, so that's interesting that you say that it was it just felt generic because I, I would bet that that's probably what happens, yeah. you know. So the composer Craig Armstrong was the arranger for a band called Massive Attack. So they'd pretty much only done one other action movie before this, which was Kiss of the Dragon in 2001. Um, so the studio was a little like, like, cause the director, he, he picked this guy. He's like, I want, I want Craig Armstrong to do the score. And they're like, huh. okay. Even though this wasn't the type of movie that he does. So it seems like it could have been something a lot more interesting. And then to go through all that, to pick this guy and, and, you know, want somebody with a specific kind of sound um, or, you know, a specific type of experience. And then to get something so generic is is disappointing. Yeah. And I'm not sure. I mean, it could be a variety of things. I don't know if it's how much of that was the director saying, I want something like this. How much was the temp tracks they picked? How much was not doing action huh. movies before? Like, it could be anything. Um, studio interference. You just never know. But anyway, I that was just one thing that I thought was interesting on Wikipedia. So I wanted to mention that even yeah. though... Music is not my forte. I'm not that big into it in general. Um, but I did think that was interesting. And especially within the context of like Marvel movie scores in general tend to not be very memorable. I think the Avengers theme is probably the only one people could really spot. Yeah. Um, I know other Marvel movies maybe don't have the most uh, original music, but there's even within that movie, there's variety. There will be like interesting yeah. in, uh, different instruments or different tempos or... Yeah, faster, slower, high energy, low energy. This there was very little variation. Yeah. Like I I didn't hear any interesting instruments. It was just as as bland and boring as possible. The the only thing that stood out as actual music that was even noticeable was during the credits. I was gonna say the only time I even really remember hearing music was during the opening montage and then the closing credits. Yeah. That's, I am sure there was score in between there, but I don't remember it. Nothing stood out. Yeah. And even within those credit music, like I... Yeah, I don't I, remember I what it was. I All I remember is I noticed it existed. Right. Which was high praise <laughs> for this yeah, movie. It wasn't Black Matter. No. This one I, this one I detected <laughs> very clearly. As far as the rest of the sound design goes, um, you know, sound effects, sound mix, sound design, um, I thought it was fine. I don't know. I don't even know why I introduced it because I have nothing to say about it. I just, just wanted to recognize that I know there's more to the sound of a movie than music. Um, but that said, I have nothing to say about um, about the rest of the sound design. It was fine. Okay, so for sound, actually got, well, it's tied for the lowest. One of the subcategories, the score and soundtrack, I actually gave it a 1 out of 10. Wow, that yeah. is extremely low. I was unsatisfied. I with that can score tell. And wow. Soundtrack. So I gave it a 1, um, which. Everything else got fives, except for um, storytelling. I gave that one a three just because I expect to hear some something inspirational, something like something that grabs me. Just like yeah. I expect at least one or two visuals that grab me. And this didn't have that, so I gave that a three. Uh, and if you average everything out, it comes out 3.8. Jeez. <laughs> I did not do that on purpose. <laughs> I don't think you could do that on purpose. 
All right, well, my S, my sound is quite a bit higher than that. Well, not quite a bit. It's higher than that. Um, I gave it a 5.4. It met my expectations. Um, I didn't dislike the score nearly as much as you, but it was nothing special. All right, uh, so that's going to bring us to the next category, which is going to be aesthetics. Uh, so this one I kind of break up into character aesthetics of hair, makeup, and costumes, and then environmental aesthetics of sets, props, and locations. <laughs> so looks like you have something good to say. I'll let you start. <laughs> No, um, I actually don't. <laughs> I was just looking at all the 3.8s that I have. <laughs> as far as the character aesthetics go, um, I don't know, I don't really have... Like, most of the, the character aesthetics that I took issue with came with the Hulk, and that I, I took into account with my special effects category, yeah. even though that was still character design. Um, I thought it in this instance it fit well within that category instead. Um, I wasn't, I, I have a weirdly strong um, dislike for uh, Betty Ross's hair. Uh, just, I don't know, I mean, the straight bangs, very few people can pull it off, but just, I don't know. Yeah, unless you're Zoe Deschanel. Pretty much. Yeah. So yeah, I just didn't didn't love her, her hairstyle. Um, but a lot of that could just be enhanced by how much I disliked her character in general. So now I'm just picking things. And I'm like, I didn't like this and I didn't like this. <laughs> so I might be being too hard. But um, as far as the hair goes, um, that's just an unflattering look. Any locations or props? I, uh, I really liked uh, the shots of Brazil. I did too. I, I thought that city was really, really neat. Yeah, it was very beautifully shot. Um Weird place to go if you're trying to avoid people and anxiety. Yes, exactly. Um, but cinematically speaking, it was absolutely beautiful. And, and yeah, just made like that sweeping shot of the hillside and all the all the buildings and everything. And, and yeah, just everything within those scenes. I, I completely agree. And the, uh, there was the, was it Culver University? Yeah. Yeah, the, those scenes. Um, that, that was just cool um that yeah was, that was very looks, universal yeah and very uh very east coast you know very uh ivy league east coast i guess yeah. um so yeah so i thought that those scenes the the locations there were really good um about the uh the only thing that i have against any of the uh sets and locations are the the lab sets i just thought were a little bit um cheesy maybe or or, or hackneyed or i just it just seemed a little yeah been there done that yeah, Bad scientist -y, strap you to sure. a chair. It, it just, you know, nothing that, that made me knock the score down too much, but definitely something that I was kind of like, eh, it was a little uninspired. Yeah, like they reused props from uh, the original Star Trek or something. Yeah. I kind of got the same feeling. And I think I was reading on Wikipedia, at least, um, like that chair thing that he's sitting yeah. in, like uh, in those flashbacks before he turns into the Hulk or before he gets the gamma radiation. That was taken like directly out of the... The TV show with Lou Ferrigno, okay. so so I do appreciate that. Like it's it's very much so the same thing. Like that's that's cool. I I love callbacks. I love references. I love yeah. homages. Like I love it all. Um, even though I haven't seen the show, like I can still appreciate that. But that said, technology between the seventies or eighties or whatever. I keep changing decades. I started <laughs> the sixties. Now I'm in eighties. I have no idea when that show was. But regardless, even if it was the nineties, technology has changed a lot. You know, yeah. between then and two thousand eight. So they could have upgraded it a little bit, like kept that same basic design and, and made it look a little bit more technologically advanced. Sure. So that was something I, I was a little bit torn on where I didn't love it, but I appreciate the reference, but I feel like there could have been a better middle ground there. 
what did you think about when they went into the mountains and it was like rain and thunder and I thought the location was great I mean it, it looked great it set the mood um you know in a lot of ways it worked really well um you know I already voiced my my issues as far as the chemistry between them and the writing and all yeah. that within that scene but look wise I did really like it that said uh like where were they like it was right like I don't understand like I don't know how they got from, like, an East Coast New England city to, like, the... For- I mean, they have forests and stuff there, but it just... That just... Yeah, it was know. weird. It, it didn't seem to fit. I um, the same thing. I guess it's similar to Iron Man when we were talking about the, the final battle in that weird Area 16 room. Yeah. And like, like, well, it really sets the mood and everything, but, like, what is this place? <laughs> <laughs> That's where similar. they uh, get the chains wet. As you do. Yeah, I really don't have too much else to say uh within this category um i mean everything was pretty uh now i just want to use your word it was, it was serviceable that's yeah it's about all i have to say me too so my overall score for aesthetics was 4.6 which technically meets expectations which sounds about right fair enough all right, so my total for aesthetics came to a 5.3 all right so then that brings us to the next category which is a pretty interesting one for this movie, and that's going to be impact on film. Um, So this one is divided up into three subcategories. We've got critical impact, audience cult impact, and historical inspirational impacts. So for me, the way I did this one, I'm not sure how you did it, um, but for critical impact, I just went to Metacritic, and I'll be honest, I was expecting it to be pretty low, and it was a 6.1. Out of 10? Out of 10. Um, so I gave I gave the critical impact a 6 out of 10 just based on that score, which, I mean, I really thought it was going to be a, you know, between a 3 and a 4 probably. Yeah. So I was surprised um, that it got so high. Um, and then audience cool impact, I did a similar thing. I looked at about four different websites that have audience scores. There was Rotten Tomatoes. There's um, the Metacritic has an audience score. Um, there's cinema score and uh, the IMDb user score. So I, I took all four of those, converted them to the same scale, averaged them out, and uh, 7.5 out of 10. Um, so we're, we're in the minority here. I really thought that this movie was not well received. I thought the critics hated it. I thought, you know, it was one of the most hated movies in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And apparently I was just projecting my own feelings onto the entire fan base. Because um, it's it doesn't even show up in a lot of people's like bottom five of of Marvel movies. What? Um, yeah, people like it a lot more than I thought. So um, so I gave it a seven point five for audience and cult impact. Um, but then that said, I still only gave it a two for historical and inspirational impact. And pretty much the only reason I even gave it those two is because it's within the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which has yeah. impact. Um, because like really, even for people who liked it. Um, I mean, like I was saying earlier, I think a lot of people forget it's even in the MCU. Um, it's not one. Um, it didn't spawn a bunch of sequels. You know, it didn't. Um, right. There, there's a lot of reasons why it just isn't that uh, impactful within the the grand scheme of things. You know, right. it's not going to make a mark on film history, even within like special effects. It didn't do anything new for the time. Um, it did uh, actually. One thing I read on Wikipedia. This would be one area that may in fact i think i'll maybe bump it up to a three out of ten now that i'm thinking about it it was the uh the first hollywood movie to get like an environmental stamp at the end because hmm. um, when they went to toronto to film they worked like with the the local government and and really tried to like reduce their impact on the environment 
um, to the point that they got like approved as as being a, a low impact film, I guess, as far as environment. Um, so <laughs> and that helps them with the uh, historical impact category. <laughs> Having no impact on the environment <laughs> increases their well, cinematic impact. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I know. It's just it was just funny that that. <laughs> I know. So I'll give it. I'm gonna. I'm going to give it a 2.5 out of 10 for historical inspirational impact. I'll give it a little bump for the environmental seal. Um, so those were my my three scores, which averaged out to a 5.33 out of 10. So still pretty average. Um, would have been much higher than I expected, uh, except for that historical inspirational impact, because I just don't think it has much. Yeah. Okay. That sounds interesting. I did not uh, look up like what score, like what number out of 10 people gave this, because I think... For this one, especially for this category, for me, it makes more sense to look at the, 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 the text. Is it unsatisfactory? Is it below expectations? Does it meet expectations? Okay. Which may not map to other people's numbers. Like for most people, a 7.5 okay. probably means like a C. So I think for the critical impact, um, just from, well, I don't know why I picked this actually. <laughs> I thought I had a reason. I gave it a 5. Um, for audience and cult impact, I think... For a Marvel movie, this was below expectations for most audience members. So I gave it below expectations a three. Kim? Historical and inspirational impact. I don't think anyone was inspired by this. No. And and, and no, yeah, no filmmakers were inspired. No. That's not inspirational from a viewer standpoint. Yeah, there's no way to spin it. (laughs) Uh, Historical impact. I assume you mean positive impact because... There was, like, what, a two, three-year gap after this movie, before the next movie? There was, but to be fair, like, I'm not sure how much... Oh, yeah, I'm not saying it's totally because of this. And this movie made a profit. This wasn't, like, a failure. I thought it bombed, and then when I was looking... I mean, it didn't make as much as they wanted, and especially, like, they assumed... it. Sorry, I get so distracted, and then I interrupt you. Do you mind if I finish my train of thought? Oh, yeah. Okay. Bring in the facts. Sorry. Yeah, so it, um... That, like, they expected this movie to make a lot more than Iron Man because Iron Man was, like, who even, like, like he doesn't, he hasn't had any movies before. This isn't an established franchise. It's just, yeah. you know, it's a, it's a wild card. Who knows what's going to happen? Whereas Hulk, you know, there's he's been in a lot more. You've had the TV show with Lou Ferrigno. You have the Ang Lee version, which even though people really didn't like it, people still showed up to see it and were, you know, disappointed by it. Yeah. So they expected, like, well, people want another Hulk movie. People don't necessarily want an Iron Man movie. Like, that's the world they were living in when they made sure. the Hulk. And then Iron Man just exploded and made all this money. And then the Hulk, like, made a profit, but it wasn't a huge one. So it kind of, like, it basically just flipped what they thought was going to happen. Like, they assumed yeah. Iron Man would, like, barely break even and Hulk would make a huge profit. And it was the opposite. So I don't know how much of that played into their overall schedule or, you know... Yeah, I don't know because I don't know how how far after like the first Iron Man did they announce Iron Man two and when did it get a release date? I have no idea. I also thought I forgot to mention this earlier. I had originally thought that the uh, Hulk came out like two or three months after Iron Man. It was like a month. Oh wow! Yeah, Iron Man came out May second, and the Hulk, the Incredible Hulk, came out like June June eighth or something like that, early June. So it was like just over a month. I don't know why. Huh. It's a weird way of spacing it, but. I mean, I think it's just the way it worked out because I get so distracted and then I just keep going. I'll wrap it up real quick. But um, and now I lost my train of thought. Um, I think we got like the the sequel to Ang Lee's Hulk was supposed to come out in like 
2005 or six. And then, like I was saying earlier, Universal, like, you know, dropped the ball or whatever on getting the sequel out in time and their contract expired. So then the MCU was able to, or Marvel Studios was able to step in and be like, okay, yoink, we're going to make that instead. So then I think instead of making it the first MCU movie, they just kind of made it the second. And, but they had, you know, it was already in the works for, for quite a while. Huh. So I think it was just ready to go. So like, okay, we'll do Iron Man and then we'll do this right back to back. Just to get it off their plate. Exactly. And and pretty much just to, to make sure Universal didn't get the rights back. You know, it was right. just to be like, okay, we're going to, you know, we got to make it because we got to get the rights to this character so that he can be an Avengers. Like, that was really the point of this movie, was to make sure the Hulk could be in the Avengers. Yeah. That's... So it served its purpose in that yeah. regard. Anyway, um, so uh, so what was your average for for Impact on film? film? 3.0, below expectations. All right, well, that brings us to the last category in the grid, which I don't think either of us are going to have too much to say about it. I think we've spoken for ourselves throughout, um, but that's going to be overall enjoyment. So what did you give The Incredible Hulk for overall enjoyment? I have seen this two, maybe three times now. I, I can't even remember. I guess that says something about it. I was unsatisfied every time. I gave it a one out of ten. Wow, that is incredibly low. Um, I gave it, I'm looking at my score, it's actually too high. <laughs> <laughs> I only knocked it a half point. I gave it four out of ten and I'm like, I was being too generous. Four out of ten. <sighs> I don't like being mean. It feels so mean giving things low scores, but I did not enjoy this movie. Um, so I knocked it. I, I I realize a four is too high, but I'm not going to go too much below that. I'm going to give it a 3.5 out of 10. It's definitely below expectations, especially for a Marvel movie, and especially after coming you know, coming from, from Iron Man, which I, I really like, even though it has some... Some issues and some things we don't like. It, it's enjoyable still, and it's right. and it's really like the thing about Iron Man. I'll try not to reiterate what we've already said in that review too much. Um, and if you haven't listened to it, uh, please check it out. Um, but with the Iron Man review, you know something that's really interesting is that like you can watch it, and there's all this foreshadowing to the franchise, and there's. Yeah you know, little bits and pieces here and there, and even things where it's like, like, oh, are they hinting at Captain Marvel, which 10 years later still hasn't come out yet? Like, that's coming out next year, and there's little hints. Um, at least that's how I'm interpreting it from the time when we listened to it or watched it. But, um, uh, yeah, so there's, there's like, Iron Man is just full of stuff like that, and it's, and it's really fun, like, even though it has some weaknesses. This movie had none of that. Right. None of it. Like, even, even whole characters just... Like I keep saying, like, what happened to Betty Ross? She just disappears. I'll keep an eye out for it now, certainly, uh, more than I have in the past. But, like, I don't even think there's any hints with Bruce Banner of, like, like, oh, I can't have, like, people around me that I love because, you know, bad things happen to them. Like, there's no... I mean, he definitely keeps his distance from people. Yeah. But he never, like, says, like, like, well, I know this will go bad because it's gone badly before. Like, I don't think he ever says anything like that. So it's like, what what happened with, she seemed pretty on board with, like, making this work and, and you just never talk about her and never see her. Yeah. Like, what, what, what happened there? So, I mean, there's just no, there's no, there's no importance to this movie the way there was to Iron Man. Like, you can't go back and watch it ten years later and be like, like, oh, I see what they did there. Like, there's none of that. So, yeah, in addition to just not being the best movie, it, it it doesn't even hold up like within the MCU is like like well, but there's still there's still some interesting things happening. It's like nuts. It's a purely standalone movie except for the very yeah. very last scene, which it doesn't even hold up I don't canonically because 
Yeah. <laughs> Once you said this, it makes, makes a lot more sense. They made this movie so that they could retain the intellectual property rights. And if you yeah. view it as that, the sole purpose of this movie is to maintain the intellectual property rights for the upcoming movies without losing too much money. I think that's, yeah. they did that. They did what they needed to do. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. Uh, did you give this movie any extra credit? I did. For just a few little things. One thing I really liked is that he kind of had PTSD, maybe, or flashbacks, or like these flashes of being yeah. shot at and stuff, and which is really interesting because I think he's the only character in MCU. Well, I take that back. He's not the only one, but it is something that you don't really see, especially for people who go around, you know, killing dozens of people and causing billions yeah. of dollars of damage and destroying city blocks that people are living in at the time and causing all this untold damage and being shot at by military and aliens and dudes in metal suits and all kinds of crazy stuff. So that was kind of interesting to see that. Yeah. And I thought it did add to his character. Um, that and all the uh, the callbacks and the references, having Lou Ferrigno on, having him getting the stretchy uh, purple shorts, not orange, <laughs> purple shorts. Why do you keep wanting to say orange? I don't know. <laughs> orange and green. Cool combo, I guess. Um, classic villain combo in comic books. Yeah, that's true. I guess orange, green, and purple. So it was cool seeing that and hearing the the sad piano theme. Yeah, so there were a lot of things I didn't like, but I, I did appreciate those little Easter eggs. I give it a point for that. I gave it, I also gave it some extra credit uh, for, for two things. <laughs> this is just me giving pity points for the most part, I'll be <laughs> honest. I, I just, I felt bad that it got such a low score. So I'm like, what can I give it extra credit for? Um, so I gave, the first thing I gave it extra credit for is the first time we watched it, um, of course, as you do, I did a uh, Hulk impersonation and then uh, my throat hurt for like two days and I had like a, I don't know, vocal fry or something. Like, I didn't quite throw my voice out, but it was like half there. Yeah, it was bad. It was pretty bad. It was like two days of that. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty silly. And then I almost did it again when we watched it this time. Um, and then luckily I caught myself and was like, I don't want to talk like that throughout a podcast. That would be bad. Um, so luckily I didn't do it this time, but the fact that this movie makes me do a Hulk impersonation to the point that I almost injure myself is pretty funny. So, um, so I gave it a little bit of extra credit. And then the other one, this is, honestly, I should have taken away points for this, which I kind of did because I kind of mentioned it within the genre. Um, but this movie does make me want to watch other movies that, that do similar things in much better ways. Like, like I mentioned with that alleyway scene where I was like well now I just want to watch oh, Deadpool yeah. because like they take these tropes that are present in superhero movies and make fun of it and are very self-aware whereas this movie is the like one of the sources of, of what they're making fun of um and then also like just wanting to watch the Avengers because I'm like like I know they can do the whole gray like like his character is is decent in in Avengers and even like Thor Ragnarok like I thought that was that was like a fun buddy yeah um buddy comedy you know like that dynamic so i mean he works great in an ensemble and i would probably see i mean if there was a, a hulk solo movie with mark ruffalo i would probably see it i don't know that it would be good but i would probably see it um so so like they can they can do the character yeah. right and and this movie makes me want to be like like well now i just want to get to avengers faster because i want to see him yeah with other characters and now that they've made what 20 movies Almost, I think Infinity War is nineteen. Yeah, well, they and then Ant Man and the Wasp was like two months away. They, so they yeah. could, they could probably do it now. They could. I think they might still be having some, some issues with Universal. I think that's one of the reasons they haven't done it. 
Um, I mean, it gets pretty boring with all the details, but from what I could gather on Wikipedia, <laughs> you know, the, the ultimate source, of course, um, but it seemed like Universal would still have distribution rights. Um, uh. So, like, Marvel Studios could still make the movie, but then Universal would get a portion of stuff. Like, I think there's still something weird. Yeah. So I think that's the main reason we have not seen one in the last couple of years. Um, but, yeah, like, if they made it, which I'm sure eventually, I mean... For crying out loud, they're now going to have, like, like now Spider-Man's in the MCU. Nobody thought that would ever happen because of the whole Sony Marvel thing. So I'm sure if they can make that happen, we'll get... Disney will probably just buy Universal <laughs> in a couple years. Sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so I gave it I gave it a little bit of extra credit just for reminding me of movies that do it right. Which yeah, shouldn't okay. be... Like, that's a pretty ridiculous reason. Like, I, I admit that's silly to give extra credit for being so bad at something that I want to watch a different movie. But, yeah. oh well. I, I have <laughs> I have no defense for it. I, it's a pity point, but it's only half point for each of those two things. Um, so your total extra credit was, what, half a point? Uh, it came out to one point. I gave, uh, gave extra credit for two things, and then I halved it, because okay. otherwise it gets too overpowering because i give extra credit points out like candy <laughs> yeah i i almost gave this i don't know if this is allowable on the grid i almost gave it negative five points of extra credit oh, which is not allow. i don't think it's allowable but just because no. i saw the total score and it, it just doesn't seem quite right i mean I, if you really wanted to do it i probably couldn't stop you but i don't think it's in the spirit of the grid that's what i figured <laughs> All right, so then I want to get into our total scores, and then I want to uh, ask you a couple questions about uh, the future of the Hulk, okay. um, which I think we've mostly already covered, um, but just a few uh, few things to wrap up this discussion. Um, but before we do that, um, so what was your overall score that you think was too high? Overall score was 38. Whoa, that is which... low. Which is divided by 10? 3.8. 3.8. There you go. Yeah, see? That, there's something so. about that. Which, I mean, that's below expectations, which seems right. What did you give it? I gave it a, a 50.93, which um, which seems exactly right for me. Because, I mean, uh, 50 out of 100, it's yeah, it's uh, meets expectations by uh, not being overly awful overall but certainly not doing anything great it's pretty much what was that phrase you kept using the blandly adequate yeah that is it's pretty much a perfect 50 half credit i guess and uh <laughs> yeah blandly adequate sounds about right so i'm not i'm not surprised by that i think it's probably um almost without a doubt going to be the lowest rated movie within the mcu i i can't imagine there's gonna be another that yeah gets yeah. Maybe not. Maybe there'll be one that surprises me that, that sneaks in a little lower. But certainly as far as overall enjoyment goes, this is definitely uh, the black sheep of the family um, as far as I'm concerned. Because I, I typically really love pretty much... I mean, there have been a few Marvel movies that, that definitely aren't as great as others. But I think this is the only one that I can definitively say I do not like this movie. I mean, it's not universally awful as far as the technical stuff goes. It's It does some things okay. But as far as storytelling goes, um, it's... It's boring <laughs> and, and just it's pointless, I think is the biggest thing. Like it, it, I agree. It's pointless. Um, but uh, enough about that, I guess. Um, so before we wrap this up, um, so where do you see, um, obviously we've seen Infinity War, but because that's still in theaters while we're recording this and it's still so new, we're not going to we're not going to talk about that at all. But as far as like up to Thor Ragnarok, um, 
don't know, just what are your, your thoughts about how the character has developed and, and where you think he's going to go next? Do you think he'll ever get a, a solo movie? I know, that was a lot of questions thrown yeah. at once. <laughs> well, it's hard to make him worse. So they did make him better by recasting Mark Ruffalo, who I think is really good at this. Yeah. Um, there's just something about his demeanor. Well, I don't want to talk about it too much because we'll get to it when we get to it. But I agree, yeah. though. Yeah, because usually, like, with Iron Man, we're talking about how, like, Tony Stark is Iron Man. Yeah. It's like, well, who else could play him? It's like, well, of course we say that, like, because he was cast as him. But this is an interesting case where it, it is that, like, well, who else could play him? It's like, well, Mark Ruffalo, and he does it ten times better. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, so I think that's a big part of why it doesn't work, too, is... is and, and that's part of why, like, in retrospect, it's not as good because it's like, yeah, like we've we know it can be better and 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 better cast. And and I like Ed Norton, like he's he's a good actor. I just don't think he's a good Bruce Banner. So yeah, recasting him is good, and then um, having him as a side character who just shows up from time to time rather yeah. than being the main focus is also really good. And I think that it's nice to have more Bruce Banner and less Hulk because Hulk is boring. I mean, he's a weapon. Like, he's not yeah. a character. I mean, he is a character, and they've gotten a little better. They, with, they and, do and, make that better, yeah. Yeah, particularly by, like, Ragnarok, when we see, oh, yeah. you know, a lot more of Hulk as opposed to Bruce Banner. Like, we start to see more personality between the two. Um, like you said, we'll get to it when we get to it. But I agree, like, more Bruce Banner is better. I think that's what they did so well in Avengers. It's like, you really don't see the Hulk for, for quite a while in that movie and it's much more about like they don't need him for the Hulk they need him for you know, his knowledge on gamma radiation right um, so I do like that that direction they take him in and I don't know I mean like I said before I kind of think if they ever did a solo Hulk movie they'd have to it'd have to be like like Ragnarok was a a Thor movie but he was also a, a big character like they'd it, have it wasn't to... a solo movie he was the main yeah, character exactly. so they could do that have Bruce Banner as the main character but still yeah. have support from Tony Stark or I could see like him and S.H.I.E.L.D. like have uh, have Black Widow have Hawkeye although has Hawkeye retired now I don't know he kind of comes and goes as he pleases yeah. but uh, you know have some S.H.I.E.L.D. agents um, be interesting I don't know yeah. All right. Well, it seems like that's uh, about all we have to say. Is there anything else you want to add about uh, either this movie specifically or the character in general or predictions, musings? Uh, I think this will be the lowest rated we watch. Yeah, I think it's going to be for both. For for you especially. That's 38, man. <laughs> this was below I mean, expectations. I mean, it's fair. I don't, I don't judge you for it. Um, I get it. All right. Well, then uh, it seems like that is about it. So we will be back next week on monday for another marvel monday we'll be reviewing a much better movie but one that i still don't remember that much about for yeah. as many times as i've seen it um but that's gonna be iron man 2 the third movie in the marvel cinematic universe um so stay tuned for that be sure to subscribe to the nitty-gritty podcast and if you're so inclined and i uh, would like to find out how you can help support uh, gritty films and the nitty-gritty podcast be sure to check out our patreon page over at patreon.com slash gritty films and that's gritty films spelled g-r-i-d-d-y films and uh, you can also, if you're interested in more information on the grid that we use to rate movies, you can check that out at grittyfilms.com slash the grid. And uh, you can check out uh, both Tristan and my completed grids um, also on grittyfilms.com. So that pretty well wraps it up. We will see you next week on Monday for uh, the review of Iron Man 2. Thanks for listening and see you next time.